Please team a nice hand this morning. Didn't they do a wonderful job on the beautiful, beautiful Christmas hymns? And Christmas songs are not easy to play or to sing, so I commend them. They did a wonderful job, and it would have gone off without a hitch if the pastor had not tried to come up with one song too early. But Quincy, I did that to the adult praise team one Sunday and didn't even realize it until like the middle of the week. And I was reflecting back on the service, and I thought, I went up early. I cut them off. Don't tell them. Maybe they don't realize it. But I love those Christmas songs, don't you? And it just makes me kind of settle in this morning and think about this time of year and where we are and where we're headed and who we're getting ready to celebrate. And it puts it all into perspective, doesn't it? If you want to turn in your Bible with me to Luke chapter 2, we're going to go through Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 8. And we're just going to explore some of this beautiful, beautiful Christmas story this morning. And then next Sunday morning, the children's ministry will be doing the first part of the service. And then I will preach a sermon, um, Unto You a Child is Born. So that'll be next Sunday morning as we continue on in our two months of hope. But this morning, I want to preach to you a sermon entitled, Never Lose Hope. Never Lose Hope hope. We have gone through a very difficult year, a very trying year, a year that has produced trouble and trials all around the world, a global pandemic, a global crisis of proportion that most of us have probably really never, ever seen anything quite like this in our lifetimes, have we? We are wearing masks. Now, I thought how humorous in some ways it is to think about now if we walk into a store without a mask, people gasp. But about a year ago, if I were to walk into a store or into a bank with a mask on, people would have gasped, <laughs> right? So it's quite the difference. Things have really changed, haven't they? It is a unique time and a unique year and a lot of unique moments that have come and they have gone throughout this year. But I want to remind us that the hope that is in Christ has come during these moments, but has not gone. God's hope, Christ's hope will never leave us. Christ's hope will never diminish. And there are times that we look at everything around us and we begin to lose heart. We become weary in this way, but we must remind ourselves that the circumstances do not define Christ. The circumstances do not limit Christ. Never lose hope. Never lose hope. There have been many moments in history that have been remembered, and we have remembered them because somebody did not lose hope. There was something called D-Day in World War II, the greatest generation, they called them, those wonderful veterans that really, in, in a lot of ways, they saved the known world. And I believe God put his hand up on those men and women and helped them turn the tide in World War II, and there was D-Day, and it was a moment to remember and leaders did not lose hope. There were leaders who stood and said, we're gonna win, we're gonna make it. They did not lose hope, although the prognosis was very, very bleak when you study that out. There were moments of hope when communism fell and the Berlin Wall fell, and that was a moment of historic nature, a moment of hope. 
But a man spoke before that and led up to that. Ronald Reagan, when he said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And he spoke words of hope. He spoke words that there could be a hopeful future for everyone in the world. There were moments of hope. When mankind first planted their feet upon the moon, the first moon landing and such scientific and technological achievement and mankind planted their feet upon the moon and we celebrate that as such an awesome day, such an awesome occurrence. But can I tell you this morning that the mankind putting their feet on the moon pales in comparison to God putting his feet up on this earth. What are you talking about, pastor? The moment of hope, the true moment of hope was when the infant Jesus Christ was brought forth from the Virgin Mary and was placed in a manger upon this world. That was the greatest moment of hope for all mankind. We have personal moments of, of hope. We have personal moments to remember, don't we? When, ch- when our children were born, we remember those moments. I remember that moment. I remember how tough it was. I had to sleep on a little pull-out couch for a, a night. It was a tough moment, all three. I had to take a pair of scissors and cut the umbilical, uh, imbi- how do you say it? Umbilical cord, you know that cord thing, I cut it. moments to remember but personally the greatest moment for any of us as great as those things are births and marriages and friendships and all these things that we remember in life the greatest personal moment to remember is when we come to know Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior let me ask you this morning those who might be watching online or on the replay Do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? If you were to look at me and say, Pastor, I don't know, then let me propose to you, you probably don't know. Because it is a no-so salvation. It is a no-so relationship. And when we have made that commitment to Jesus Christ, we know that we have become one of his and he has saved us. I'm reminded of the little song, Oh, Little Town of Bethlehem, and the little line in there that said, the hopes and the fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. All of my hopes, all of my fears, all of those things were met together that night when Christ was born. My first point this morning is simply this, in all of life's moments, we must never lose hope. In all of life's moments, we must never lose hope. Let's read a little bit of this passage. Look at verse eight, Luke chapter two, verse eight. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. What were these shepherds doing? They were in their place, And they were doing their job. Quite simply, the shepherds were in their place where they were supposed to be, and they were doing their job. Can I I tell us this morning in life, it is very important when we find our place. 
When we find the place where God wants us to be, we need to be in that place. And then it is so important once we have found our place to be committed to doing the job and doing the task that God has given to us. And sometimes, many times, it will seem to be mundane or routine or we might feel like sometimes we're going through the motions. You know, every day is not a red letter day, an exciting day, but there's something to be said in Christ in finding our place and being committed to it. And God will use that. And God will meet us at our place. My second point this morning is never forget The place. Never forget the place. God has you in the place where he wants you to be. Or if you say to me, well, pastor, I don't know that I have found that place. If you seek God and pray and really yield to him, we can find that place. Amen? That place in life where God wants us to be, where we're doing our job, where we're being faithful to him, God will meet us there. God will bless us there. God will use us right there. And there they were in the fields doing what they were supposed to do and the angels appeared to the shepherds. They told them of a great thing that was happening in a stable in Bethlehem. And I'm reminded of the the song Silent Night, Holy Night. And I love that little second, I think it's the second verse, where it says, shepherds quake at the sight. Glories stream from heaven afar, and heavenly hosts sing, alleluia, Christ the Savior is born. Christ the Savior is born. Can you imagine sitting in that field that night, an angel appear unto you? If an angel appeared to me, he told them, don't be afraid because it scared them. I want to tell you, if an angel appeared to me, I would get a little afraid. Now, maybe you're more spiritual than I am. Maybe you can handle it. But if an angel appeared to me out in the field, it would scare me, say to death, I don't know. (laughs) It would startle me. Would it not startle you? And And they were startled. Old Joe might have spilt his cup of Joe. I don't know. Can you imagine? They were watching the sheep. One of them might have been complaining about his wife and another one might drink a cup of coffee and and one of them was was sharing a joke. I don't know what, what they do out in the fields and then an angel appears to them. They were afraid, but the angel said, fear not. Many times when God first begins to speak to our lives, there can be fear if you ever talked to someone and said, I just don't know if I can serve the Lord or, or the Lord is dealing with my heart and I'm afraid, I'm fearful, I would say to you today, if that's you, fear not. And the angel said to the shepherds, fear not. Look at me, look, look with me to verse number 10, Luke 2, 10. And the angel said unto them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign to you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. The beautiful thing about this 
is that God extended to them an invitation. He gave them an opportunity to give an RSVP. Have you ever given an RSVP? Or, or maybe you're like me. If I get invitations to things that say RSVP by a certain date, typically I don't RSVP. And then usually I'm wondering, well, I wonder if I can still go. <laughs> but this RSVP is one that we cannot afford to not respond to. The angels gave them an invitation to go and to find Christ. Go and to see Christ. The invitation was extended to them. And you and I have been given an invitation to experience Christ. We have been invited to join our lives with him. We have been invited to make Christ the Lord of our lives. And it's an invitation of hope. This is an invitation that has been extended but you and I must respond to it. You and I must accept it. Staying with the theme of Christmas songs this morning, I'm reminded of one that fits pretty well right here. Oh, come all you faithful. Oh, come all you faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. Oh, come, let us adore him. Come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. The invitation is extended to us today. For those who don't know Jesus Christ, the invitation is extended and he wants us to accept this invitation of hope. For those of us who already have that relationship with Jesus Christ, I believe that invitation is to us today to renew our hope in him and to come, let us adore him. You know, every Sunday morning there is an invitation for us to come into this house or to watch together online and to come together and say, oh, come, let us adore him. Can I tell us all this morning that in the coming weeks and in the coming months, while we endure the storm that we are in, it is of paramount, paramount importance for us to take time to come and adore Christ. We must renew ourselves in the presence of Christ. Day by day, week by week, oh come, let us adore him. Because what I find when I come into his presence, when I come to him and I begin to adore him, I begin to worship him, it is in those moments and it is those times that I feel his presence near and dear to me. Do you know what I'm talking about this morning? When we feel his presence near and dear to us, when we are reminded that we belong to him and he belongs to us, this world is not our home, this weary world is not gonna pull us down, but the Christ who loves us is going to sustain us. The Christ who loves us is going to see us through this weary world. I have found the hope of Christ. Oh yes, there's a lot to look around and be disappointed with. There's a lot to look around and be depressed with. This world is pulling us down, this weary, weary world. But I have found a wonderful, wonderful Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Never forget 
to RSVP. Make your salvation. Make sure it's firm. Make sure you have accepted Jesus Christ. And then, child of God, don't forget to to respond to the invitation of worship. Don't forget to respond to the invitation of fellowship divine, knowing that I am his and he is mine. The invitation, here's the point, the invitation for hope has been extended. We must accept it. We must respond to it. We've talked about not forgetting the place the place of faithfulness, the place where God will come and meet with us and come alongside us. We've talked about don't forget to respond to that invitation that he gives to us. Let me, let me give another point here. Let's never forget the moment. Never forget the moment. Let's read on starting at verse 13. There they are in the fields and the angels told them, don't be afraid They've told him to go and find Christ. And he said, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, can you picture that? Can you imagine that? When that old shepherd boy packed his lunch the night before and put his little Debbie cake in there beside of his coffee thermos, do you think that he thought for one moment that he would be witnessing a multitude of angels and of heavenly hosts? Can you imagine that sight? And they began to sing glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill, Towards men, let me stop right there and just tell us that is still God's plan for this world today. What are you talking about? He still wants there to be peace on earth. And it starts with peace in our hearts. Peace in our hearts, peace in our minds. He still wants there to be goodwill towards men. We have seen too much hate in our world. Can I get an amen this morning? We have seen too much division in our society. Can I get another amen this morning? But he said here, the angel said, he has come because there should be good will towards men. I want to tell us, church, this morning, now is our time to show good will towards men. Now is our time where men and women should see us and say, they will know that we are Christians by our love. Good will towards Men and the church, you and I are called to model the way in this hostile environment, in this divisive society. We as the church are called to goodwill towards men and peace with God. Look at verse 16. After the, angel, or after the angels had spoken to the shepherds and the shepherds had heard all of these things, I like this verse. It said, and they came with haste. They knew that something was going on. They knew they had been invited to something that was monumental. And they came with haste. When should you and I respond to God as soon as he speaks to our hearts? Hallelujah. As soon as he deals with us, we ought to come with haste. What does it mean? We need to get in a hurry. We need to get on out of there. I don't know what they did. I don't know how they took care of the sheep or where they put the sheep, but they came with haste. They said, the angels are telling us something's going on in Bethlehem's stable. I got to get there. I'm going with haste. They 
came. And here's the beautiful thing. Such a little scripture right here, but such a lot right here. And they found, somebody say found. They found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. That just struck me. It grabbed me right there. They found You see, when the gospel is preached, sometimes we wonder, will it ring true for me? Is it too good to be true? Will we find what the preacher is preaching about? Will we really find what the teacher is teaching about? Will we really find what we're reading about in the word? I wanna tell us with 100% assurance this morning, whatever we hear from God's word, we will find it if we seek it. And they found the babe lying in a manger. God had declared, the angels had declared, you're gonna find Jesus, the Messiah. They found him. This word is true. Everything that God declares to us, we will find it. And I'm reminded again, if I could just keep throwing a few Christmas songs in here this morning. We'll just call them Christmas song infomercials. Is that all right? I'll just keep throwing a few of them in here. That old song, Oh, Holy Night, they sang it this morning. The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world. How was the world laying? It was laying in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. I love this little phrase right here. A thrill of hope. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. Oh, how I wish during this Christmas season that this weary world would rejoice again. I can't guarantee anything, but what it looks like to me is that all of these problems and coronavirus and pandemic and all of these restrictions, it doesn't look to me like any of that's gonna be gone by Christmas time. But I still think we can find a thrill of hope. Yes. I still think we can just step back and say, you know what, this is tough, I don't like it, it's been a hard year, but I have hope in this weary world that I'm in And so since, therefore, because of, I have hope, I'm gonna rejoice. I'm gonna rejoice in the gift of salvation from my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm going to rejoice to know that this weary world is not all that it is. There is a better day coming for me. I have a hope to rejoice in this weary world. Here's the point. We must never forget the moment when we discovered Christ's eternal hope. Can I say that one more time? We must never forget the moment when we, you could insert I, just say I should never forget the moment when I discovered Christ's eternal hope. That's what keeps us grounded. That's what keeps us sane That's what keeps us focused. That's what sustains us in this weary world that we live in. I have had my personal moment where I found Jesus Christ. How about you this morning? 
sometimes we just need to remind ourselves of that. I have found him and everything else is secondary. Everything else is, is over here. That's the main thing. My eternal salvation has been obtained through Jesus Christ. I'm looking to a world to come. I have a friend who now walks with me and helps me and gives me his grace and his strength and his mercy. I have found Christ's eternal hope and that has not changed in this weary world. Luke 2.20 And the shepherds so now they've seen Christ, they've seen Mary and, and all this beautiful scene in the, in the stable in Bethlehem, probably in a cave, but anyway. Luke 2, 20. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Here's my final point this morning is I want to have hope. I don't want to lose hope no matter how tough my life might be. I don't know what type of lives that the shepherds went back to. Have you ever thought about that? They, they saw Christ. They found uh, all this wonderful, great news. But, but here it says they had to return to normal life. Can I, can I be very delicate this morning and, and very careful in how I word these things, but when we come to know Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, that means everything. But what it does not mean is that we are then just kind of taken out of this world of trouble and heartache. So after we find Christ, he gives us strength to live in this world and to be victorious in this world. They had to go back to their lives. This morning, we're here in this beautiful sanctuary and we're rejoicing, hearing beautiful music and hearing the word of God and enjoying fellowship with each other and all of those things. But guess what? The service will end and we'll go back into our regular lives, won't we? And Monday, if the Lord tarries his coming, Monday is going to come and Tuesday is going to come and we're going to clock in at work or we're going to telecommute from home or whatever we do these days. We're going, to, we're going to do those things. But can I tell you that we can return to our normal lives with hope. We can return to this world with hope. I'm reminded of joy to the world. Joy. Joy is sustaining Joy is what keeps us. Joy doesn't always mean that we're happy or laughing or those types of things, but joy speaks to endurance. And, and the writer so prolifically said, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing. When we return to everyday living, today, tomorrow, return to your world with renewed hope. Return with renewed hope. The, the shepherds returned, but when they returned, what's it say they were doing? They were rejoicing and they were praising God. Isn't that a beautiful thought? Here's an awesome scripture I wanna close with, Romans 15, 12 and 13. 
And again, Isaiah says, there shall be a root of Jesse and he shall rise to reign over the Gentiles. In him, the Gentiles, that's you and I, shall hope. Isn't that beautiful? Look at verse 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. No matter how tough, no matter how tough, we can abound, we can live in hope. One final song, praise team, you wanna come and get in place. That little beautiful song, it came up on a midnight clear. This little phrase just grabbed me last night when I was looking at those lyrics and I thought I'm gonna put it in at the end of the sermon here. It said, all ye beneath life's crushing load whose forms are bending low, who toil along the climbing way with painful steps and slow. Look now for glad and golden hours come swiftly on the wing. I love this little line right here. Oh, rest beside the weary road and hear the angels sing. Can I encourage us this morning to take just a few moments before we leave this house and rest beside the weary road and hear the angels sing. Now, they're not gonna sing as good as the angels, but they'll do a good job. But I can hear those angels in my mind, so to speak. I can recall that night in my mind when the angels announced the arrival of Christ. And sometimes we just need to take a little seat, take a little rest beside this weary road and remember and listen to what we know is true and remind ourselves of that night when the angels appeared to the shepherds because their message to the shepherds is their message to us this morning. Oh, rest. Beside the weary road and hear the angels sing. Would you bow your head and let's have a word of prayer before they sing this morning. Lord, would you renew our hope today? Lord, this beautiful group of people, this lovely congregation that has assembled here this morning. Lord, would you just help us to rest for a few moments beside the weary road and hear the angels sing? Rest in you for a few moments and have a thrill of hope, a renewal of hope in our minds and our hearts and that when we walk out of this building this morning, that we'll walk out with renewed hope, that we'll walk out with a renewed freshness from the Holy Spirit. I love God how that scripture there in Romans said that we can abound, we can live in hope and he told us how. He said, by the power of the Holy Spirit. So God, we are asking before we leave this house this morning that the power of the Holy Spirit would come upon each individual and give them renewed strength for the journey as we rest beside this weary road. And we thank you, God, this morning.
Encourage the hearts of your people today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Somebody say amen this morning. They're gonna sing for us and then we'll come back and pray together.